And welcome into the show. You're listening to Mustache, the drinking podcast. Andrew and Quinn here for another great episode this evening. Quinn, you're already too deep into our topic today, but we're going to be talking about white Russians today. How, how, how are yours tasting? Um, so mine tastes really good. Um, I'm not technically making a white Russian because there is no vodka in it. <laughs> because I don't have vodka at home. Defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The whole purpose is to enjoy a drink of coffee and cream joyousness. Yeah. And and vodka. That's such an important part of the drink in my head. Yeah, I mean, of like a classical white Russian, but there's, there's variants that use brandy, like I'm using. Um, the original <laughs> white Russian uh, was made with a coffee liqueur made from whiskey. So interesting. Well, Quinn, take us through, take us through your drink. I mean, how did you make it? Explain to us what you, what you made. Cause it's, it's not a white Russian. It's more of like a, a, a rum brandy right. Russian. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I got a bottle of, uh, Kraken black roast coffee rum that I really wanted to try out. Um, so I actually have just a little bit neat in a glass because that's one of the ways it's recommended Recommended uh, is to just serve it chilled. And so I'm going to start with the bad. <laughs> it's made from coffee extract and like extract like flavor. I know that because it is very clearly dyed black. Now, Kraken hmm. Black Rum is not just dyed black, at least not like this. In my experience, you mix crack and black rum and it doesn't turn your drink vaguely purple. <laughs> but I am 100, okay, 99.9 .9 repeating 9% sure that this isn't actually black. It's just a really, really dark blue or purple because when I add more liquid to it, it turns into like a bluish gray, purplish gray. Um, that being said, the taste is magnificent. It tastes like good, like a good coffee rum. Hmm. It's a little sweet and syrupy. Um, I spoke with one of our friends who um, has also tried this. He told me one big warning before I open the bottle. It will dye your teeth black after just a couple of sips. So that, that, that was warning number what? one, that they use a lot of dye in this. Oh my God. That, that's not normal. Now, I, no. I had it, I tried just a little bit on just neat, probably a week ago, and it didn't dye my teeth black. Um, so that, that was nice. But I can say it's syrupy. It tastes good. It tastes like coffee. It tastes kind of like Kraken. It doesn't have the same kind of kick as Kraken. It's 66.6%, okay. .6%, which you know they did on purpose. <laughs> God, I love them. Um, it's a limited edition from Kraken. I would say if you're a fan of rum and a fan of coffee, pick it up, try it. It's not that expensive. It, I mean, you're looking at about the same price as like Kahlua. Um, and it tastes pretty similar to Kahlua. It's not quite as syrupy. And if you can get over the fact that it's going to make your drinks look not quite the color you want it to look, but will taste really good, I, I'd say do it. Because like this right Russian, even though I made it from brandy, yeah, I taste a little bit of the brandy in there, but not much. It it's predominantly tastes like coffee coffee, rum, and a little bit of cream. Granted, I'm using a lactose-free milk because that's what we keep around the house. Um, but yeah, it'd be even better if I had sweetened condensed milk, which in my opinion is the best way to make a white, a white Russian is with sweetened condensed milk as your cream. Interesting. It just sounds like it's getting, you know, worse for you and worse for you as the, as that, as your analogy goes on, the sweetened condensed milk would just be just sit and I feel like it would just sit in your stomach. And that's one of the biggest problems with this drink, which, you know, we can get to. 
Oh, I don't, um, I don't think this just sits in your stomach. I mean, at least I stir it up so there's not any, like, thickness to it. It's just, it's a dairy drink. That's in fair. The, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, the path. You're not going to take this and get... I mean, you're going to want to because they taste so good, so they're going to go down like water. But, like, it's going to be pretty hard for you to go ahead and drink ten of these in a night you're not going to feel good the next day. You're not going to feel good any next day okay. if you drink well, 10 mix. Uh, don't drink 10 mixed drinks in a night, especially if you're making <laughs> it like, you know, white Russian strength where it's two thirds yeah. hard liquor. More than two thirds. Did you do equal amount cream, not just a splash? I did one third. I did. Interesting. One part, uh, no, I guess. Sorry. I did a quarter because I did one part, two part, one part. Two part of the cot, the Kraken, or the brandy, and you yep. still can't taste it. I mean, you Interesting. can taste a little bit of it, but it, it's being overwhelmed by that Kraken. And that Kraken is strong. I haven't had it yet. I'd love to try it, but it, it's a strong liquor as it is. Yeah, it for a technically liqueur, I guess. Except it's not weak enough to be a liqueur, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's strong. No. It's it's not a liqueur at that rate. You know what I mean? It's it's a, definitely a rum. Right. I mean, okay. I went a completely different path. I I've made this drink before. I'm a big fan. Um, I've made a black Russian on the show. Uh, once, maybe twice. I think uh, it's one of my go-to drinks if I'm just having a night, or just night. You know, I just want to have a nice little drink. I just want to have a you know sit around and have a and sip on something. It's a very good choice. Uh, I don't usually use cream because I don't keep cream around the house. Uh, I drink my coffee black. I don't cook with, I don't cook with stuff like that unless I, I'll go get it. Like if I'm going to make something, but I checked the fridge and I was like, I don't really want to buy cream for this. So I did exactly what Quinn did and just use what we have on hand. And we have multiple milks. We have, uh, almond milk in the fridge. We have regular milk in the fridge, and we also have uh, oat milk in the fridge. Have you had oat milk before? I have. I actually really like oat milk. Do you? Okay. Um, I didn't think that would be a good idea. <laughs> so uh, we have my roommate's coffee creamer, and I was like, hell yeah, coffee creamer. Sounds like a good idea. So I used... That's how the dude one. does it, half and half. This plain ass coffee creamer that um, my roommate has, and I was like, "Okay, okay, we'll try this." And I took a sip already. I didn't make it very. I made it like one to one, and then a splash of uh, um, a splash of the coffee creamer. But I'll try it here. So mine's uh melted down a little bit. But my favorite part about this drink is that it's a lead of that nice coffee flavor. And then kind of on the back of your tongue, you get just a touch of burn from that vodka in the back. Just It just reminds you it's there. Just a little touch in the back of the tongue, you know, to tell you that uh, you put vodka in this. Yeah, it, and, it keeps uh, you honest. It, yeah, it keeps you So you know what you're doing. You're not, you're, you're not chugging these and not, not feeling anything. You, you have that little bit of honesty from the vodka. And I was making this a lot when I was making it before with 100 proof vodka. And uh, it's kind of scary because that's like smoother and beyond that being smoother, uh, you can just, it just kind of goes down and you don't get that burn as well. And it's like, Oh, where did that go? (laughs) (laughs) It actually happened to me um, as I was waiting for you to get on uh, our system for what we used to record. I made myself one of these and uh, it was a smaller one. And it was gone mm-hmm. very quickly. <laughs> and oh so I had to walk away to make myself a new one, this time with a lot more ice. <laughs> yeah, I always put a lot of ice. It melts, and then it gives you a little bit of a meltdown, and it starts, it drinks smoother as the drink goes on because there's a little bit more water added to it. Um, I know lots of people don't necessarily like that, but I used uh, whatever vodka we had. It's like a Tito's type of vodka in the fridge. And then my coffee liqueur, which I got back in 
uh, April when I did a little event with my roommates and we all made drinks and shared them. It's Cayman Reef Kona Coffee. It's Cayman Reef Dark Roasted Kona Coffee Liqueur. Uh, so I walked into the liquor store at where we lived and I was like, hey, I'm making a coffee liqueur. I kinda, I'm using a coffee liqueur. Like I could use Kahlua, but I don't know if I want to. And he's like, no, no, no. You have to use this bottle of coffee liqueur. And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. It, when we could sample them because it was COVID. He's like, when we could give out samples, every person, he said, every person who tries it at the front door turns around and goes to get one and brings it home with them. Because it, it was only like 13 bucks. <laughs> and Quinn, have you had this before? I haven't. I have heard of it. Oh, but I haven't it gotten it. It is really good. 100% would recommend getting this coffee liqueur for your house. And they, that's, they keep, because I, like I said, I've had it since April. So that's almost like six months now. I mean, it, and it still tastes. Just a quick touch on the it keeps. I think my family had a bottle of Kahlua my grandma made with one of her friends for close to 25 years. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my it God. no longer alcoholic at that point. At the end well, there, yeah. there was a syrup that we used. And holy oh. shit. Oh my God. Did it taste good? Oh, it tasted amazing. So it tasted amazing, but there was no, <laughs> there was no liquor to it anymore. It had no. broken down. Uh, it had not just broken down. It had evaporated into a syrup. Oh my God. That's crazy. That is insane. I can't even imagine finding a bottle of liquor 20 years later, especially one that was like homemade. Well, we, so we knew it was in there. We just never used it. And like oh. growing up, you know, I'd see that little bottle there and, you know, it slowly over time, it, you just noticed it condensed into the syrup that it finally was. Oh my God. I think ultimately it got used up in a cheesecake. Really? To make a that must have been unbelievable. Cheesecake. That must have been an unbelievable cheesecake. Seriously. So we'll start with the history of the White Russian. Um, it's pretty interesting. You know, it, 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 it's it's fairly old. I mean, not like super old, but like fairly old. World War II kind of era. We talk about the White Russian. There's been lots of really popular drinks, 200 or so cocktail developments. Um, over 200 years, I should say, of cocktail development. And about, you know, 70, 80 years ago, this came into being. And there's a couple different reasons why this is interesting. Number one, you can just take the milk out of it and it creates a totally different drink. If you put the milk in, put the cream, we'll get to the milk portion of that. It's very interesting because in contemporary society, you know, milk is not an adult drink. Quinn, do you agree or disagree to that? Milk as an adult drink? Do you think milk's just a kid drink or do you think it's a adult drink as well? I, I mean... I think it's a drink for anyone. Do you? I, I'll definitely say, you know, kids probably are pushed to drink it a whole lot more than adults are. But I don't think it's a drink that is just a kid drink. I think that is a huge kid drink. You know, my, my, my dad forced me to drink milk when I was a kid. And, you know, once it's forced on kids at school, you really don't have other options. You can drink water, I guess. But mostly you get a milk with your meal. So you're going to drink that milk. And I just kind of find it interesting that um, kind of reading about this, it's, it's people view milk as a very easy substitute when I completely disagree. I don't think you should be putting milk in this. I think it has to be a heavier cream to make the drink, um, you know, acceptable to a certain level. Uh, what do you mean by acceptable? It has to have so the richness of the cream. Or... I think the thickness of the cream makes it, it, it can, it, it changes the drink into a white, what a right, what a white Russian should be. And when you look at buying this in public, which you should most likely never do at a bar, unless it's like a fancy cocktail bar, don't go. I, I I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say, do not go to your local eatery, your local establishment bar and order a white Russian, because here's, what's going to happen. They're going to have Kahlua. They're going to have vodka and then they're going to have to find something for a cream. And most likely they're not going to have cream half and half type stuff in the restaurant. They're going to use milk. That's probably expired. That's probably old. People don't drink milk at bars usually. And oh, uh, hold on, hold on. That name milk is 
not going to be expired. Odds are they probably have coffee creamer half and half packets, which are probably what I'm they're talking going about. To use, and that's what I see them see generally used in just does a regular anywhere. Yeah, does that place serve coffee? Do they have coffee? They have coffee. I'm, half okay, half. I'm gonna say no at this at this regular bar, this country bar. They don't serve coffee. Okay, at, at this dive bar, wherever it is, sure yeah. they don't. Don't don't order it at a bar where you generally would only order a beer. I like that analogy. Yeah, I like that analogy. But like any rest, like bar, restaurant, they, or like bar that's open for more than just the night crowd, and even then, they're probably gonna have half and half packets. Someone's gonna come in as the DD okay. and want coffee. There. I, I see it I'm, highly unlikely. I'll be I'm just saying, okay, maybe not expired. That might've been over the top. A, it is a concern, I guess that, you know, it might be a little bit on the closer to expiring side, but <laughs> I, I'm doubtful here. I, I would be worried. I wouldn't order. I was just saying, I wouldn't order this. I, I personally would not order this in public. Usually I, this is a drink I'd make at home just because the pieces to it are so cheap. You know what I mean? This drink, oh, yeah. like making this drink at home, a bottle of coffee liqueur is like ten to twenty dollars. A bottle of vodka should be like twenty bucks. You can get it for like ten. Could be like twenty bucks, and uh, you're half- looking at five bucks from the store. Yeah, and you get the uh, thing of cream from the store, five bucks, right? So then you can make like what twenty of these drinks with that mu- with that amount of stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's super. And then you just have to buy more cream because you're definitely gonna have more vodka and coffee liqueur after that. So I don't know. I see the concern being that someone will. Buy the cream for this, and then, oh shit! I made myself it. I use, let's say, over a week, I have one every day. I've used seven ounces of cream because it takes an ounce of cream per. I mean, that's that's not a whole lot of cream that they're using up on this, unless they're honestly making a ton of them. Quinn, Which, yeah, we're talking about how good they are, but. <laughs> I don't think people are going to throw back. Like we said, it's not a drink to throw back a few of. What are What are you doing currently? Well, okay. <laughs> a, few, a few is three plus. Uh, technically, I'm at a couple. Okay, okay, you're at a couple so far, and I don't think you're going to make another one. But I'm my... certain I'm not. I'm. If it wasn't against the rules to waste it, I probably wouldn't finish this one. Just because oh. it is really good. Don't get me wrong. But I'm, just, it, yeah. I'm not feeling it so much right now. And <laughs> I, I understand that level. It's a little, we're recording a little late tonight too. And, and drinking late when your like eyes are on going to bed soon is not like a, like, I don't know. Like when you go to the bar, like stay out late. Like if I'm getting ready to leave, I've stopped drinking. I'm not continuing to drink to go to bed unless I'm unless I want to go leave and like go home and keep drinking. Like I'm going home to go to bed. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to slow down or stop drinking, get a water, sober up a little bit before I go to bed, not continue drinking until I'm in my bed. (laughs) Right. No, I, I say there's nothing major to worry about ordering this out. Odds are, if you're going to a restaurant that, you know, has like bartending staff that are, you know, more along the lines of a mixologist than just a guy or bartender or woman who's just grabbing you a beer. Yeah. And they're going to make you a probably a pretty good white Russian. Maybe it's actually going to use a whipped cream instead. Then that's a version Mm -hmm. I've seen using a light whip where it's not hard, but it does increase that Mm -hmm. thickness. Um, Maybe they're going to use sweetened condensed milk because it has a longer shelf life. Maybe they're just going to use half and half packets. That's what we did at our restaurant, even though we had cream on hand, because the half and half packets were less expensive for us. Oh. Yeah. And it was a rare thing to be ordered. And, you know, it turns out well with half and half. And if the Big Lebowski taught us anything, that's what you're supposed to use. The Big Lebowski. We will get to that, Quinn. I'm I'm going to hold you back on the reins a little bit longer on the reason the reason this drink came back from the dead in 1998 for the cult classic the big lebowski but we'll talk about this drink a little more another thing about milk and cream 
is if you were to look at major cocktails, you can't really find any other big drinks that popular drinks that will have cream or milk in it. And I think that really adds to the uh, maybe allure and maybe specialization of this kind of drink. Would you say? Um, I won't disagree. Yeah. There, there is a certain allure to it because it's definitely unique. And uh, do you think that the excessive amount of sugar that could be in this drink um, makes it a fan favorite? <laughs> well, that doesn't hurt. I mean, there's a lot of sugar in this drink. Uh, yeah, a lot. Especially if you're using like different kind of creams that have more sugar than others. Right. And if you use that oat milk, holy shit, it probably would have been really sweet. Is there oat, is there a lot of sugar in oat milk? Oat milk is a little bit on the sweeter side as oh. milks go. Okay. Uh, rice milk's the same way. Oh, that would be interesting. Maybe with like a sake in it or something. Okay, I'm getting off topic. Um, <laughs> the, so we'll talk about when it was created. This was conceived in 1949. When uh, Gustav Topps, a Belgian barman, created the cocktail along with his sister cocktail, the Black Russian. The White Russian has cream, the Black Russian doesn't. At the Metrop at the Hotel Metropole in Brussels, in honor of Perle Mesta, the then U.S. ambassador to Luxembourg. Um, it's called a White Russian because of the vodka in it. It was not created in vodka. or It was not created in vodka. Not created it was not, in vodka. <laughs> it was not just created. soaking in a bath of vodka while he made it. <laughs> Well, if he was Russian, that would make sense, but it was not. In. Does it? I don't it think it does <laughs> at all. You got to stay clean and sanitized, Quinn. Come on, get your shit together. So, okay, maybe during a pandemic, <laughs> vodka baths might have a place, I guess. So, 1949, just after World War II, in Belgium, war-torn Belgium, um, and he names it the White. Russian. It spread throughout the Western Hemisphere over the next decade. Uh, it actually appeared in the Oakland Tribune on November 21st, 1965, with its official recipe written down as the White Russian. It's one ounce, each Southern vodka and cream. And apparently Southern was a popular coffee liqueur back then. Made uh, with whiskey. With Made with whiskey. Yeah, that's, I did not know that. Well, do you know, um, does that exist anymore, Quinn? I'm sure you could probably find it. I can't say offhand. I only found out it existed researching this drink tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I had never, I've never heard of that either. So that's, it'd be kind of interesting to try that again. And I wonder if the original concept, you know, pointed to a whiskey coffee liqueur or, or how that go, how was coffee liqueur always made from whiskey? Is that a newer thing that it's not? I, I very interesting. I mean, there's coffee liqueurs made from a variety of things. Kahlua and then the one I'm using tonight are both made from rum. Um, there's one you can make them from vodka, um, like what you'd used in a uh, espresso martini, which is actually a variant of the White Russian. The espresso martini is? Considered to be a variant. Very interesting. Very interesting. Along with a ton of other, the other variants that we will get to here in a minute, um, but it kind of started to die out until uh, Quinn's, Quinn loves this movie, apparently. I did not know this until we did this show. The 1998 cult classic film, The Big Lebowski, was released, and that's what he drank throughout the show. And in my research, it says he drinks nine of them over the film. Nine of them in an hour and a half film, I believe. <laughs> Which might not feel like a lot, but it kind of feels like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there is probably more time with him having one in his hand than not. No, no, it's just probably inaccurate. It's too good of a drink to be in his hand that long. Because he's bowling, too, so he can't... He's not holding it while he's bowling. Maybe when he gets off the lane, I guess, but not while he's actually bowling. Right, and when the, he's talking to Sam Elliott. Sam, what a great actor. What a great movie. It's just a, it's just a good movie. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, just the Coen brothers know how to make a great film. Just a funny as hell movie that created memes that created memes that you've seen to this day. Yeah, the dude and, abides. 
yeah, the dude abides. The dude. God, what a great, great movie. I would love to do a Halloween costume as the dude. It's just really hard to find his sweater. <laughs> I've I've thought of it. One of my friends is doing a wedding on Halloween, and I was between two costumes. Um, granted, it's not happening this year anymore because pandemics. Um, yeah. But I, I was between going as the dude and going as Silent Bob. <laughs> God, Quinn. I picked the two chillest characters from fiction. Oh my God! What a, what what two great choices for of of, of anything you can think of a wedding. <laughs> Either Jeff Bridges or Kevin Smith. You can't go wrong. Two just super relaxed guys, and I love that he's always holding it. It's either in that sweater or it's in just a gross brown robe and he's just got this long hippie hair and i understand why people would absolutely hate that movie when it came out but it became a cult classic (laughs) yeah there there are some really weird bits of that movie that you don't expect and that you're just very confused for the whole time but oh my god if you haven't watched watched this movie stop listening pause here (laughs) Go watch that movie and come back. Don't worry. We're not going to give you any spoilers going forward, but you just need to watch that movie. That's all I'm saying here. Okay. Now that you're back, how is the movie? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking excellent. (laughs) Uh, I just, I want to know. I can't, I couldn't find in my research. If you did, I'd love to know, but why did Jeff Bridges pick the white Russian. Was there a reason? Was it in the script? Did did the Cohen brothers want it? And you know, it's based on the big sleep in nineteen forty six, but that the drink wasn't made at that point. So what what they had to have loved it. Like one of the guys on the show had to have been like, This is amazing. You should drink this. Or when they were writing it, why would why would you put that in the script? It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I have no idea, and this is 100% conjecture here, Okay. but I think – so the dude kind of plays a character from a bygone era. He's kind of like a hippie or, or beatnik put in the 90s. He's kind of out of place in the times and is just chilling. And so he's drinking a drink that, like him, is out of place in the times. It's chill. It's delicious. It's a little different. That, that's my guess why they use that drink. Um, another good answer would be because it's delicious and he had to drink nine of something. <laughs> and it was, you can have nine Miller High Lifes. Okay, Miller High Life was now, you can have nine Millers or you can have nine White Russians. And Jeff Bridges <laughs> just looks at them and says, White Russians. White Russians. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that, that's valid that's a that's a very good reason for him to be in the movie and uh, um you know it surged back to popularity after this movie happened and it which it, like we said great movie you should have already watched it i hope you loved it and uh, you know today what we can find from this is a multitude of variations um let's back to the original. The vodka was not specified. You could use whatever you want, but the coffee liqueur in often cases it was. And those two choices often were Kahlua, which makes sense to us. But what I didn't know is a Tia Maria coffee liqueur brand that dates back to the 1600s is, oh, wow. is, is the other one that was pushed on. Yeah. So it's their story reads dates back to the mid 17th century when a beautiful young Spanish aristocrat led aristocrat led the turmoil turmoil colonial war brought to the island of Jamaica. Her maid saved one family treasure, a small jewelry block box with black pearl earrings and an ancient manuscript with a recipe for a mysterious liqueur. The recipe was named after the courageous woman. Tia Maria was born. So that's their story. Um, uh, it's, it says it, it it was kind of a rum and kind of like a rum, kind of like what you drank, a rum coffee thing. Uh, yeah, that's similar my... to, um, oh, I, I just, Kahlua. Kahlua is another rum-based coffee liqueur. Is it? 
Yep. At least I'm fairly certain from the limited research I've done that it is also made from rum. I know all recipes to make it yourself at home. Have you make it from rum? So very interesting that uh, Tia Marie was the other choice to use, but we'll look at the other variations here. So we talk about the white Russian, which has the cream in it, the white Canadian, which uses goat milk instead of cream, the white Mexican, which does sound good. Uh, horchata instead of cream that I think I would try that. The white Cuban, which uses rum instead of vodka. So okay. you could have used rum. I would, I, I think it would be interesting. I, you know, I would have liked you to try one and then the other. Did you make two of the same drink, right? Yeah, I did. I would have been brandy for both of them. So it would have been interesting if you used uh, switch. You know what I mean? Used vodka for that. Oh instead. yeah. The, on the second one, at least, because I I don't I think it would have just brought the flavor back down a little bit and just made it stronger. <laughs> but that would have meant I had to keep vodka in my house. Oh, that's right. You don't have vodka. Would you have made it with vodka had you had vodka? If I had vodka, I would have made it with vodka. Okay, that makes. If sense. I had sweetened condensed milk, I would have made it with sweetened condensed milk. This because, is true. Oh, also a variant for you to think about the drunk Russian. Is this this just... is where you you replace the uh, cream or the milk with. I'll let you guess what. Um, hold on, let me think. And R Irish cream. Rum chata? Oh, Irish rum cream. Rum would work too. I was going to say, yeah, rum chata. Um, they are delicious. They are dangerous. That sounds that sounds great. We do have... Be careful when drinking. Damn. It was actually what I wanted to make tonight, uh, but I realized we did not have any Irish cream. Oh, I have some in the fridge. Damn, I should have... I'll have to make that this week on one night. But there's more. So there's the white Belgian, which uses chocolate liqueur instead of coffee liqueur. That does not sound good to me. And then there's the dirty Russian, which uses chocolate milk instead of cream. And that was one of the ones that I saw and I was like, I think people would love that one. Oh, that sounds delicious. And I, I think we've talked about this on the show before. I'm not a giant chocolate fan. Oh, I, I, like, I like chocolate. It's, it's good. I just... I think so often it's like eight really shitty chocolates thrown together into one dessert. And it's like, <laughs> here, it's all the chocolates. And you taste and go, oh, this would be great if it was like one chocolate and good. <laughs> Just but, doesn't, oh, it doesn't sound no, good. Oh, I, I disagree. I would try that. It No. Oh, well, sorry. What was I talking about? Where were we again? I lost my spot. Oh, the chocolate milk. Uh, I, I would try it. I, I would. I'm, I'm okay. I would say I would try it. I just, I feel like that would, it would play at the inner child in you because I know lots of kids like chocolate milk. I hated chocolate milk. I'll be, I'll be very open and honest. I always just got skim milk at school. Never got chocolate oh, milk. Oh, you got white water. Yeah, exactly. That's what we drank 1%, at home. 1%. Mm. We drank one or 2% at home. Oh, 2%'s like sipping off the cow's titty to me. Like it's too thick. That <laughs> See, I growing up, my dad would always talk about like when they would make milk from dehydrated milk. Apparently, if you leave it sit for a little while after uh, like rehydrating, it thickens up again, kind of like a whole milk. And oh, he he was a big fan of any milk where the top is is cream. You got to skim off the top. You know, kid growing up in the sixties, and yeah. Interesting. No, like a good whole milk. I can't stand skim milk. I think it defeats oh, the point of milk. milk. If if you're buying skim milk, just just why not buy water? Because you want milk. It has nutrients in it, just not much. Not as much. <laughs> yeah, you've taken out all the joy of milk. You've removed no. all the fat. Exactly. That's the point. <laughs> whole, you should try a glass of whole milk. I think I would vomit into the glass. Why? Through it, my teeth that would be caked in cream. It, it it tastes great. It has flavor. It's rich. It oh. I hate the taste. I don't like milk in general. Well, maybe that's because you were raised on drinking <laughs> not real milk. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So the other name 
uh, that of your drunk Russian is a blind Russian. It says here oh. and a, and a muddy water. Interesting. Muddy water. Muddy water. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. I don't a mudslide. I know what that is. Blind. Have Russian. you ever heard of a white nun? No. Uh, it's vodka, brandy, and coffee liqueur, and it's generally served hot, kind of like a cappuccino, and it'll often have a foamed cream on top. Okay, that sounds like it could be good. Foamed cream on top does sound. It sounds that sounds really good. I think I would like that. It a sounds kind of decadent. A white nun, you said. A white nun. Interesting. Yeah, I'd never heard of that one before. Have you had it? I have not. Where did you read? Did you read it? Just read it online now, or did you know before? Yes, I found this researching, uh, just okay. looking up some different variants. Uh, this was on the same list where they included the espresso martini, uh, which I don't know if I really believe that's a white Russian variant, but I'll give it to them. White some, some of these on this list are less white Russian variants and seem more like Irish coffees. <laughs> uh, that's good, too. Oh, Not white yeah. Russian, but it's that's amazing. Have you made it with hot coffee right off the stove? That would be another option to make this drink with. I would even take it a step farther and make this drink with both coffee liqueur and hot and coffee, like iced coffee. I think I've, that would. I've made it that way before. I've never used hot coffee. I've never had this drink hot. Um, uh, yeah, but I I have made it with just some floated dime on top, tear your eyebrows off, strong coffee. And uh, vodka, Irish cream, Kahlua. Yeah, that'll put you on your ass right there. <laughs> oh, it was delicious. That's that's what you're bringing to work on a on Valentine's Day in the kitchen, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, never winking. But okay, anyways. So <laughs> the one of the last couple here. Speaking of skimmed milk, actually, the anic. Anna Kornikova, she's a she's a famous uh, professional tennis player. It's named after her to be made it made with skimmed milk, and I don't know why you would even put skimmed milk into this drink. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> because you want it there, but you don't want any of the joy. <laughs> the joy is that what fat is to you, joy? I, I mean, that seems like a fat joke, but <laughs> yes. It's it's not, but I'm glad you took it that way. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, we said a white Cuban, right? Made with rum instead of vodka. Yes, we did. And then the last one, which, which oh, I just, now I want to try this, is to make it with vanilla ice cream and freeze it. What? Yes. Yeah. Why, which is, didn't we, it's basically why a, did we do Baskin Robbins bullshit floats and not this? <laughs> I, am, to, I am bringing up so much rage now that I feel from that Bud Light Seltzer bullshit. <laughs> That we could have just had something amazing. Go back and listen to episode like four, Bud Light Seltzers. Quinn absolutely was livid at made, being made to drink Baskin Robbins Bud Light Seltzer combinations that were eh, not worth it. That were terrible. Okay, <laughs> I'm not, not going to say they're they terrible. They weren't terrible, but for the price point, they were god awful. And. Uh, <laughs> I also say that as the person who recommended we do it. <laughs> you were you were definitely the person who recommended we do it. It's a good point. I also knew I was going to go into despising the the ending, which may might have influenced the results somewhat. I I but think not much. I think that one of the future shows needs to be like a float episode where we both get to pick like a stout float or like a you know like oh, this kind of float. We get, we, we get to make a float and enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's like Christmas. Just so you can, you know, get over this pent-up rage that you have I'm inside never of going you. To get over it. <laughs> Seltzer and ice cream. I'm never it going wasn't. to get over that bullshit. It just, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't that bad. Like... No, like, <laughs> correct. You were able to finish your drink, and you went, mm, Both of them. Yeah. That was a waste of ingredients. <laughs> I would have rather both of those separate, and I didn't honestly like one of the ingredients. I didn't... Yeah, but it was backwards for me. I did, wasn't a huge fan of the sherbet, and I liked the, <laughs> liked the seltzer better. <laughs> I was like, oh, now I have sherbet in my freezer, and I don't want it there. <laughs> See, I, 
We're just getting back to that episode, but I didn't make it with Sherbert because I didn't want to ruin Sherbert. Yeah, I know. You were like, I love Sherbert. It's like one of my childhood dream dream things. I cannot ruin it for myself. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's all the variants I found. Did you find Did you find any more? Um, so the ones I found are specific to particular bars. Um, mm. And I, I don't so much buy that they're all variations of the White Russian. Mm-hmm. Maybe I guess I feel Maybe. like they're just cocktails made with coffee that this person wanted to put together into a list of variants. Um, though one of them I found is most definitely a variant. It's called the Dude. Okay. Um, it's made by Xavier Harrett, a bartender at New York City's Wallflower. Uh, it's made from cognac port and real coffee uh, in place of vodka and coffee liqueur and it is dry shaken and then poured over ice with a froth of egg white interesting and just a quick note on the white nun that I had brought up uh, that was made originally by Isaac Shumway from San Francisco's Tosca Cafe very interesting this is all I've you know I had never Heard of that before? The dude. It sounds super good. There's another one that I also found called the Ozark Speedball. Okay. Uh, this was made at the House of Spirits in Portland, Oregon, and it is uh, made with a drop of orange oil in addition. A drop of orange oil to add a little bit of citrus aromatics to it. Would that more be? breathing it in because i don't feel you taste that at all you're still going to taste the aromatics um but they get their name because the majority of the flavor you're going to get is through your nose um most taste you get is through your nose it's through the aromatics anyways hmm. and so it just heightens and really brings forward all the like floral elements um as opposed to you know maybe the sweetness or the acidicness of the orange you're instead going to get the like the essence of orange the aromatic interesting there's a few other ones i actually found here on on another part of our research here it it, it points out the black russian which i've obviously talked about and is just the cut the, the the next to it um and it should be that um, one of these early vodka cocktails in the Savoy book, the Savoy Cocktail Book 1930, was simply known as the Russian. So it's vodka, gin, and cream de cocoa. So I think that kind of puts the steps down for this drink to be to exist. I don't know. How, I don't know how gin would mix with vodka and cream de cocoa, though, Quinn. Can, so it was gin, creme de cacao, and vodka. Uh, creme de, de creme de cacao. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> And vodka, yes. I mean, that might actually be pretty good. I, I want to say it would be bad because of the gin. Because of the and gin, because right? you always worry when you're adding gin because it's such a strong, distinct flavor. But yeah, the more I does... think about it, I kind of like the idea of this. Do you have some creme de cacao? De cacao. Um, I do not have any straight up creme de cacao. What what is it? Explain it to us. That it I... is a coffee liqueur. Oh, and yep. or, sorry, it's a chocolate liqueur. Oh, My bad. Okay. Actually, do I? No, we just used up the bottle of creme de cacao. Oh, dang! I had creme de cacao. Oh, oh. is it good? Is it good? Oh, it, it's delicious. Okay. Okay. I might have to get I, some. I always think of it with coffee because I always mix it with a coffee liqueur. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I like to, I've made variations of the white Russian where I do a uh, half ounce of my coffee liqueur and a half ounce of creme de cacao. Oh. So kind of like that chocolate milk one. Yeah. But instead, the chocolate is alcohol more alcohol exactly just anything to make this drink stronger <laughs> right because a drink made 90 percent from booze needs more booze right exactly exactly and uh, kind of looking at another drink that probably led to a little bit of um 
a mix between these two. It was after both these had come out. This was more 1963 era. It's called the Russian Bear. It's vodka, cream de cacao, cream and sugar. So that's kind of more like a chocolatey vodka, creamy drink, which sounds like it would be pretty good. That sounds pretty delicious. Doesn't It, it kind of just feels like alcoholic chocolate milk, does it not? Well, I mean, yes. All of these <laughs> kind of seem like alcoholic something milk. So, <laughs> yeah. That instead of being coffee milk, that one's chocolate milk. <laughs> I just I just can't imagine like some like no, we still haven't come across someone making it with strawberry milk. That would be awful. You know, the chocolate one would probably work. Strawberry would not. What about banana milk? Have you had banana milk before? No. I, you haven't? I'm not a big banana fan. So oh my god. So when we were in Europe um, on our field trips for our study abroad, we would get lunch every day for free, like a bag lunch, and it would have a type of milk in it. And sometimes it would be regular, boring cow milk. And then every once in a while, like every couple field trips, half would be banana milk. And you'd open your bag and you'd be like, Is this oh, like milk God. made from banana or I flavored with banana? Uh, it had to be flavored with banana. There's no way that it was made from banana. Yeah, it's banana flavored milk. And it it was accurate, the flavor was. And that was, that made it, I think that made it just a step worse. <laughs> that you got what you were told? Yeah, like, oh, it tastes like, like I generally don't bite into, let's say, like a Reuben. And taste a Reuben and go, this is worse because it tastes like what it should. No, Quinn. Like, think it's about... like saying I should bite into it and taste. I was going to say Flamin' Yawn, and that would make it better. Yeah, exactly. No, what I'm saying is like, think about something that you don't like. And someone like offers something kind of like it to you. So you don't like bananas. And someone offers you banana milk. And you're like, well, I'll try it. But I really hope it doesn't taste like bananas. And then it tastes exactly like bananas. And you're like, God damn it. And so your I, issue was you were given banana milk and don't like milk. And because it's milk, it tasted like milk. And it tasted like it was just the combination was awful. Just awful. I like bananas and I'll drink milk, but combining them is just wrong. I like milk <laughs> and I'll eat bananas, but I agree. <laughs> the opposite side of the pendulum on that one, both equally agreeing that you they got chocolate worse. in my peanut butter you got peanut butter <laughs> in my <laughs> chocolate <laughs> oh my god okay there's more the kalua is very important in the big lebowski he only drinks it with kalua and he also ups the vodka to I a guarantee kalua gave them money of course but we have to play it as if he's real so he only drinks kalua um, dude, and, if the dude was real, the world would be so much better. And the dude, the dude does not put that much cream. He's just like the dude abides. It's like a splash. And it, it says here, the enthusiast's official recipe takes it even further and calls for Kahlua Especial, which is 70 proof, not 40. So it's almost that seems on brand for the dude. <laughs> it almost doubles the liquor in this drink, which I am all here for. <laughs> that puts it at just a little bit stronger than what I used. Cause you said that was, Oh no, you said 70 proof. 70 proof. 70, okay. 35%, yeah. So still weaker than what I used. Exactly. And that's probably why you're feeling it. And, uh, um, it, it's, it's known as possibly a Ruburn alcoholic drink because it, it can get quite strong. <laughs> Um, oh, the... really? A drink made 90% from alcohol. Strong? No. And then Never. there's... Man, Quinn, these, these variations just keep coming. The Colorado Russian, which is like a Colorado Bulldog, I think. And it has equal parts cream and cola. Which I don't know how I'd feel about putting some Coke into my drink. <laughs> Not this one, at least. I mean, I've tried Bulldogs before. They're not bad. Is that essentially what a Colorado Bulldog is? 
I believe so. Okay. I had it one time and went, hmm, I thought this would be really bad. <laughs> really? It's a, it's a very popular drink. I've sold it, it a lot. Yep. I got it because I was with someone and they ordered it and I looked very skeptical and they pushed my whiskey neat aside and ordered it for me, which I appreciated. Oh my God. I was, was sad because my whiskey had moved away from me. <laughs> Classic Quinn. I did enjoy it. It was pretty good. Oh my God. Quinn, I take it back. This might be my new favorite. It's called the white trash Russian. And it's where you drink half a bottle of Yoohoo and then fill it completely back up with vodka. <laughs> Oh my god. The... <laughs> but where's the coffee? Are you a... it's it's there's no coffee. If, if they said fill it quarter of the way with vodka and then the rest of the way with Kahlua, I buy that drink. You'd that's buy a it. good that that's a good drink. Are you a big Yuhu fan? I've never had Yuhu in my life. Okay. Okay. No, that's a lie. I've had Yuhu once. It was warm, and I was very confused by being able to drink it warm. Oh, that sounds awful. It tasted good, but also skeptical about any dairy being able to be had warm. I, It's a chocolate drink. It's described, Quinn, as a chocolate drink. Not chocolate oh, milk, not yeah, dairy. No, it's it's, it's a chocolate drink. It's not real. <laughs> It is an illusion of dairy. Oh, it's just like Tang. Garbage. Yeah. Oh, hey now. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Tang fan. But somehow I got pigeonholed into having to defend it because the Tango Maureen, which is delicious. Back to, Go back to our one. first episode. Listen to it. Make that drink. Do Honestly, not make that. Try it. It's no. good. Andrew, have you tried it yet? I won't refuse to. I just I'm pointed not... at your picture on the screen. I <laughs> hope you know how serious I am. I am not going out to pay money to buy a Tang to make I a will drink. ship you an envelope of Tang. <laughs> We're going to get flagged by the post office. <laughs> the, the way the post office is going right now, they don't give a Oof. shit. Oh boy, okay. Speaking um, of which, buy stamps. Buy, buy stamps. Please help the post office in any way. Pretty much the only thing you can do is buy stamps. <laughs> um Quinn, I don't know if I have anything left for the show. We pulled up and down on this white Russian conspiracy that now the has four hundred points. The last thing I have is for anyone who's at home going, Oh, I really would want one, but I don't have any Kahlua. I could go to the store, but there's a pandemic on. And I don't want to go to the store. Well, guess what? You can make it yourself at home. Ooh. Uh, quick, how do you easy, do that? Quick, easy recipe. Um, take two and a quarter or so cups of very strong coffee. Make Express. it strong. Make it dark. Make it delicious. The correct way to make coffee. Yeah. And then add about three and a half cups of sugar. You can add four cups. I lean three and a half, make it a little bit less on the super sweet side. And then do two cups of rum. And some recipes call for a vanilla bean. Yeah, use some vanilla extract. But if you don't have it, that's okay. You're still making a coffee rum liqueur. And so what you do is you take your coffee, take your sugar, keep them up reduce them or dissolve the sugar into it, just like you're making a simple syrup and then take it off the heat, mix in your rum, stir thoroughly and add in your vanilla. If you're doing a vanilla bean, use about like half an inch to an inch or so, two inches if you want it to be amazing and insanely expensive <laughs> or do the economic thing, and if you like to bake, you definitely have vanilla extract. Depending on the extract you have, do about a teaspoon. If it's a much stronger one, you can do a little bit less. And then cool it, bottle it, and you have some dope-ass Kahlua. And a other last side note. Did you know for a while they sold Kahlua-dipped cigars? Yum. Oh, 
oh, so good. That's uh, I had one of them six months after they stopped making them, which was the absolute worst time to try it because I tried it and went, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and then I asked my sister who had shared it with me. I was like, where can I get more? And I'm like, oh, never. This was the last one we had. They don't sell them anymore. And I was like, you what? <laughs> Quinn, couldn't we make that at home though? I expect you could. I think you might run into issues with maybe your cigar getting moldy after you dip it in a liquid and then dry it out. Hmm. But challenge accepted to someone out there. If you want to try it, maybe nail down an operating procedure here and send it back to us. All the shout outs. <laughs> yes. Send it back to us. We will give, we will give a dress out PO box to send that beautiful cigar out that we can try. <laughs> Quentin, is that how great grandma G used to make <laughs> Kahlua at home? <laughs> uh, I don't know how my grandma Wester used to do it. Um, I don't know the recipe. Honestly, it was, I knew she had made it before. I didn't know how like often she and one of her really good friends made it until after she had passed away. Um, oh. And we were just kind of talking, my family and I, and it came up and I was amazed. They, I guess, made it every couple of months or so. Maybe it was every year. Um, but it was basically when one of them ran out of Kahlua, they made it on Saturday night. That's awesome. That is awesome. Or something to drink since I was at a club. Very interesting. Very interesting drinking Kahlua. And, you know, adding it to drinks. And it stays forever, it says. I saw a recipe here that says to uh, let it sit in a cool, dark place for two weeks to develop flavor. Would you let it age a little bit? Yeah, so by letting it sit in a cool, dark place, sunlight is actually really damaging to almost everything. It's going to deteriorate your flavors. It can actually cause things to go bad um, in cases of like wines and beers. Hmm. Um, but by letting it sit a little bit longer, you start to mellow out the flavors. Things start to meld together. And instead of it, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, which, have you ever aged whiskey, Andrew? No. No, not yeah, yet. I, I thought that was a long shot. <laughs> Good swing for the uh, fence, though. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, like a pasta sauce. So the longer you have your sauce cooking, so right away, say you throw in your tomatoes, you throw in some peppers, you throw in some meat, you throw in your spices, you taste it. All the flavors are there, but they aren't cohesive. They aren't one thing yet. Okay. You let that simmer 30, 40, 50 minutes. You come back, you taste that. All those flavors are still there, hmm. but they are there in an entirely different way. So from being like a flavor next to each other, now they're interlocking, they're interwoven and they're, they just bring it all together. And so I could definitely see letting it sit for a while longer. You're going to have that rum and that coffee start to fuse in together. And if you're cracking, you add a lot of purple food coloring to it. My last question for you before we send off the show here is, would you make it with instant coffee and why not? Uh, well, the, the answer <laughs> to the first part that wasn't a question is no. Uh, unless it's all I have during a pandemic. The, that's the exception here. Um, but... I don't like the taste of instant coffee. Oh, it doesn't know. really taste like a... It, okay, it tastes like coffee. It's wrong, though. It's it doesn't just... taste like good coffee. It doesn't taste like strong coffee. And for this, yeah. you're going to want something that's strong because it's competing with twice its volume in sugar and equal its volume in rum. Alcohol made out of, what again? Sugar. <laughs> So you need it to be able to stand up and like confront those other two super strong things that are in it because it's a coffee liqueur. 
you don't put coffee as the first word and then use something that doesn't taste like enough coffee. <laughs> it's not a liqueur cone coffee. It is coffee that happens to be alcoholic. Valid point. This is, this is exactly why I asked you the question. And that's exactly the answer that I expected to get. Because, God, that's a bad choice. Instant coffee would just be gross. And the that was the, the first three recipes I found called for instant coffee. And uh, ultimately, they called for like four times as much coffee. So whatever savings you're getting by buying really cheap instant coffee, you've just used up by using way more of it. <laughs> just buy good coffee. Buy a strong Sumatra roast. If you want to make one that's going to be way better than it has any place on earth being, buy Lavazza coffee. Shout out to Lavazza. Really good Italian coffee, but you don't have to make it with that. That stuff is expensive and more bougie than it needs to be. Honestly, I, I won't say it's it costs more than it's worth because it, it's really good coffee. But does it really need to be that good? Like I, I keep a can of it on hand for special occasions when I really want a good cup of coffee, which is like once every month or so. When, it, when it's Lavazza Day. And Quinn's coffee obsession for good, dark, real coffee comes through here at the end of the show. And with that, we will say thank you guys for listening. It's been another hour of Mustache the Drinking Podcast. Thank you for enduring with us this far. And we hope to bring you some unbelievable content through the foreseeable future. Thank you again and have a great rest of your day. And remember, it's not coffee if it can't rip the paint off the walls. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>